0: Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hemmons, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the Word. Are you ready for the Word? All right, uh, open up your Bibles, let, let me just ask you to open up to Psalms 83. Okay, there's, uh, there's no way that we have uh, enough time for me to stick with my notes, but let me give you a current, a fair perspective. Uh, I'm going to offer you this morning a simple reading because at some point in our future, we will be in a Psalms 83 predicament. We don't know today if this is the day that it's unfolding or not. But I would like for you to at least have some perspective. And I would like for you to know what you can do. We are in a moment of real spiritual warfare. Not unlike some moments we have been in in the past. It seems like each generation has its, has its problem. Each generation has its war. Each generation has its difficult moments. Each generation has its uh, conf- conflicting concerns. And we, the church, our message does not change. Our mission does not change. We should remain steady. We should remain committed. We should remain prayerful. And we should remain a part of what God is doing in the earth. James made it very, very plain where wars come from. He wrote in in James, where do wars come from? Well, they come because people are motivated by the wrong spirit. They're motivated by the lust of the flesh or by demons. Only demons, only the devil would want to make a person hate another people or another people group so bad that they would want to hurt them. I mean, who but the devil hates people groups? Who but the devil tries to divide us by our gender, tries to divide us by our age, by our economic success or lack thereof? Who but the devil tries to divide us along the lines of culture and custom and race and religion? Who but the devil would want to make us hate a people group because they worshiped a different God? You can disagree with someone without hating them. You cannot want to be a part or not not want to uh, join in what they are doing without hating them. You can even defend yourself without having that hatred that boils over on the inside of you that makes you want to destroy every person like them. And the church should never become a part of hating people. The church should never take up some ideology that is an ideology of all of those people are the same. You know, today we know that Israel is engaged in a war with Hamas. They are not engaged in a war with Palestinian people. And we as the church, we can pray for our enemies and pray for the enemies of Israel. But there is no way that we should misidentify Hamas to represent all Palestinians any more than Hitler represented all Germans during World War II. Uh, we, we, we did not as a people, we did not as a nation mobilize and move ourselves into Germany, into Europe, doing our best to hunt down every German and kill every German. That was not our goal. Our goal was to free the German people and Europe and the world from the Nazis, the Nazi ideology, wishing and hoping that if they would just quit we would stop, and we did. It's important to realize that defending yourself is an important process of life. God supports it. God defends us defending ourselves. It is not as though the church should take up the cause in the cross thinking that, that we are crusaders and we need to go and kill everyone who is not like us. That happened in days gone by that's not what the church is called to do that's not what you as a born-again believer are called to do but what are you called to do you know you are left getting the same news feed getting the same information as everyone else in the world and we see our friends on both sides some of them turning pro this and some of them turning anti this and fighting amongst themselves and here we are with an answer here we are with a light here we are with with the hope that God has That we can be a truth to others. It's so important that we be prepared. And that's one of the reasons why putting on the armor of God. That's one of the reasons why we need to make sure that the belt we have on is a belt of truth. And not a belt of lies and deceit. We need to make sure that our, our mind is guarded. And that our heart is guarded. That we are right with God. And not just angry. Not just full of wrath. But we are filled with righteousness. Whether it is today or Whether it is in the next generation, I do not know. But I can tell you that we are marching towards a Psalms 83 war at some point. Let's look and see how this psalmist, a man named Asaph, who was a prophet of God. Let's look and see how this psalmist wrote it in Psalms 83 as a prophetic prophetic warning. And a guide, a roadmap for us. Psalm 83, verse 1. Reading from the New King James Version. A psalm, a a song, a psalm of Asaph. Do not keep silent, O God. Do not hold your peace and do not be still, O God. First, he is addressing this prophetic psalm to God. And what is he saying to God? He's saying, God, would you notice what is happening? Would you look and see what is going on on the earth, Lord? And would you not stay out of it? Would you get involved? Lord, don't keep silent. Do not hold your peace. Lord, I, I I'm asking you to get involved and I'm asking you to stay involved. This is God's intent. For this prophecy that came through Asaph came from God. God is the one that is giving us the heart to pray. Oh God, get involved. Get involved. Don't keep don't, don't be silent lord and and and, and lord uh, stay involved. Verse 2. For behold your enemies are uh, they make a tumult and those who hate you have lifted up their head. He's saying God don't just get involved but here God is giving us the hope and the cry that God not only would you get involved lord but would you take this personal? Would you more than just see what's going on, would you realize, God, that this is personal? These people don't just hate us. They hate you. They hate you. They have lifted up their head because they are your enemies. What what motivates someone to hate God? What motivates someone to to love hatred so much? that they hate even the creator, the sustainer of life, the God of mercy, the God of love, the God of forgiveness. What moves someone to hate God? Let me tell you, it is the devil. We are in a spiritual warfare. Every generation faces the devil's desire to bring division first between God and man, doing everything they can to accuse man before God and to accuse God before man. And here the cry is, don't just get involved, God, but take this personally. Verse 3, they, the ones who hate you, God, the ones, Lord, uh, who are your enemies, they have taken crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. Who are the ones that God has sheltered? Of course, Israel is. Lest you think little of Israel, let me tell you, Jesus was a Jew. He was born in Israel. Okay, He ministered in Israel. He grew up in Israel. He went to school in Israel. He he went to the cross in Israel. He died in Israel. He was buried in Israel. He was resurrected in Israel. Uh, you know, He ministered after his resurrection in Israel. He, he, he resurrected, he went to heaven from Israel, and he's coming back to Israel. If you do not think Israel is important to God, then you've missed the boat. You've missed the picture you hadn't read the book. okay? uh, The sheltered ones, these whom God has made room for. It is very plain that one day, is it today? I do not know. But one day, many will craftily, those who hate God, those who hate not just every God, but those who hate Jehovah, those who hate the creator of the universe, those who hate the god of the Jews, they will take crafty counsel against your people and consulted together against your sheltered ones. In other words, they not only hate you, God, they hate Israel. You know, it must not be today because we don't know anyone that hates Israel. Hello. There is one Israel, you know, surrounded by 52 Arab countries, 26 Muslim countries. One Israel. Why is Israel so hated? Because the God of Israel is hated. Verse 4 They have said, Come, let us cut them off from being a nation, that the name of Israel may be remembered no more. One goal. They have made a confederate and uh, confederacy. They have come together, uh, and 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 they have one unanimous goal. They have decided on one goal. They want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. They don't want Israel to be anymore, and they even want to destroy the remembrance of Israel. Take down every remembrance, rewrite history, and destroy it. You know, I have been to a few places, and some of you were with me recently at a place called Tel El-Sutan in Jericho. Uh, it, it, it's, it, it used to be the old city of Jericho. Uh, now every reference has been wiped away. There are no references at all to anything. I used to take groups there and all the boards were up and all the history was up and everything. It's all gone. It's been gone. It's wiped away. There are some who aren't just happy Whether it's today or whether it's in a future day, I do not know. But they will consult together. They will come together uh, to to absolutely destroy the remembrance of Israel and to wipe it off of the face of the earth. Verse 5, for they have consulted together with one consent. They form a confederacy against you. Wow. Against you, God. This confederacy is... Against you. One voice, one command destroy Israel and destroy the remembrance of God. Verse six. Who are these people? Well, it identifies them. Fortunately, we will know when this day happens. Because this day will happen when the tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagarites, Gibal, Ammon, Amalek, Philistia, with the inhabitants of Tyre, Lebanon, by the way. Assyria, Syria also has joined them, and they, they have helped the children of Lot. Think about that. Stop and think. Selah, think about that. Okay, so all the people are clearly named here. All of these people represent the border state, the ring, the initial people living all the way around Israel, okay? This is like, uh, like, like the buffer zone. All right. These are the people living from the north. You know, the Mediterranean Sea is 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 on the uh, western shore, but the people that are living from the north all the way around here, it it's the people that are represented uh, 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 by um, uh, uh, Lebanon and Syria and Jordan and Saudi Arabia and Egypt and 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 Gaza and and uh, people in 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 what is called the West Bank. Uh, you know, it is. It, It's all of these people that are right around the border. These are the people that prophetically one day will make a confederacy and will have one goal in mind to destroy Israel and to wipe it off of the face of the earth because they hate God. And they want to destroy the people who say they depend on God. And there's just one little oasis of people who say Jehovah is our God. Wipe you off the face of the earth. Well, verse 9. Deal with them as with Midian, as with Sisera, as with Jabin at the brook Kishon who perished at Endor, who became a refuse on the earth. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb. Yes, all their princes like Zeba and Zalmunna. These are Old Testament enemies that you can read about in Judges 5, 6, 7, 8. Uh, uh, these are the Old Testament enemies that came and tried to destroy Israel again. And the judges dealt with them and destroyed them and took them out. This is what the prayer is. This is is you know god god deal with them as you have with enemies in your past verse 12 because those enemies said who said let us take for ourselves the pastures of god for a possession this is what they want they want the land this is this is their goal different i believe than than the war that we will see in psalms 38 they don't just come for the land in Psalm, excuse me in Ezekiel. In Ezekiel 38, they come for other reasons. And by the way, Ezekiel 38 verse 11, if you're reading that, it says it's in a time when Israel does not have gates and bars and, 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 and walls. There are gates and bars and walls there today, okay? But you know I'm not a prophecy teacher. I don't know whether it's today or not, but one day there will come a confederation of these border, states the people right around the ring of the border that surround this oasis and one day they will unite and say we are going to destroy the people and we're going to wipe out their remembrance and we're going to occupy the land we want the land the pastures of god for a possession verse 13 oh my god Make them like whirling dust, like the chaff before the wind, as fire burns the woods, as a flame sets the mountains on fire, so pursue them with your tempest and frighten them with your storm. The same thing, Lord. You know, this is take this personal, Lord. Take this personal, God. Well, verse 16, I believe, gives us great insight. Into every conflict that God allows. Those we have seen in the word and those that we are yet to face. Verse 16 says, fill their faces with shame. Fill their faces with shame. That they may seek your name, O Lord, O Jehovah. The purpose is so that God, they would see you are God. The purpose, Lord, is for your glory because, Lord, without acknowledging you, without embracing you, Lord, without following you, God, these people have no chance in eternity. Lord, fill their face with shame that they have been. Make them feel like I have felt whenever I have done something that I realized displeased my heavenly Father. Make them feel like we feel it at, at times about our past, when we were not kind to people, when we did not love, perhaps whenever we said things, felt things, and wanted things that we realized later was not the will of God. Lord, bring them to a place where they're broken, Lord. Bring them in a place, Lord, where they're on their knees. Bring them in a place, Lord, where they are ashamed, God, so that they may seek your name the name of God in the earth. What is the name of God in the earth? Jesus, that they may seek Jehovah Almighty God and the name that is above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee would bow, every tongue would confess. There is a hope, even in the prophetic psalm, dealing with a war that is yet to come. We see the purpose, the hope, is that our enemies would be saved, is that people would not be lost and on their way to hell. It's not for a vengeful attack. It's for an eye-opening realization that the God of Israel is the God of the earth, that he is the God who is creator of all things, sustainers of life, that he is a forgiving God, a loving God, a just God, a merciful God. But yet a God not to be trifled with, hated, and his people are not to be destroyed. Verse 17, let them be confounded, confused, and dismayed forever. Yes, let them be put to shame and perish that they may know that you, whose name alone is Jehovah the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. You know, the remedy for conflicts in the earth is a simple remedy. We, the church, have a part to play. I believe this is why Jesus was so adamant about us praying for our enemies. He said, you can love people and do good to people who love you and do good to you. Even the world does that. He said, but when you love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you and do good to those who spitefully use you, That's when you're following me. James, in the fourth chapter of the book of James, James gives us a remedy for war. He has just said, where do wars come from? He answers it. But then he tells us what to do. And this morning I'll leave you with this admonition. If you and you and if the simple enemies would do this, things would change. When will they do it? I don't know. I I don't know the date, but I know the event. It is called the great white throne judgment. When every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And if it works for my eternity, it will work in this life. In James, the fourth chapter in verse seven and eight, The Bible says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God. Submit to God. Resist the devil. Don't let the devil make you so angry that you begin to hate people. Hamas does not equal Palestinians, does not equal Arabs, does not equal Islam. Don't. Let the devil make you hate or misidentify or lump everyone into one group. Terrorists have to be stopped. It's a sad, it was a sad day on August the 6th and August the 9th of 1945 when we realized that there was only one way to stop. The kamikaze ideology of world domination. We dropped atomic bombs on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. 225,000 people died along with their dogs, their cats, their birds, their cows, their, you know, boom. And untold numbers of people injured and wounded and the war stopped and peace ensued. I prayed that we would get to a place where submission to God and resisting the hatred of the devil would not just be known by people in church but could be spread by us around the world. Verse 8, draw near to God. It doesn't leave it with just submitting and resisting. Draw near to God, and He will draw near to you. Let me encourage you, if you are in conflict in your soul today, in your mind, if you are at odds in your family, at work, school, community, and please don't get embroiled in all of the social media conflicts. Share the light and the love of Jesus Christ. Pray for your enemies. When you have nothing else to say, can you at least say, I'll pray for you, not in a condescending way, I'll pray for you, and then pray for them. The same light that shined on, this, on, on, on Saul of Tarsus, that converted him from a persecutor of the church, the most dynamic persecutor of the church, to the most prolific supporter of the church was just a light from heaven that lives inside of you. Let your light shine. Submit to God. Resist the devil. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. This morning, would you bow your head and consider, consider laying down your hatred. I know you've been hurt, but there's a difference between hatred and hurt. Consider laying down your prejudice realize that God loves Israel and God is going to support Israel, God is going to support Israel. Where are you going to line up? God is not going to let Israel be wiped off the face of the earth. God is not. He will not do that. Where are you? Doesn't mean that you agree with everything they do. That's not the point. The point is, are you willing to, submit to God, resist the devil, keep you from, you know, don't let him turn you into someone who's, who's hate, hating, hateful, disgusted. Just please, please let God shine through you with a love, with a mercy, not just for the war and... What's going on there, or between the Russians and the Ukrainians, or, uh, or, 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 you know, between the Democrats and the Republicans? This applies to every area of life. Don't hate. Let your light shine. Pray for your enemies and those that are against you. Stand up where you have to. Defend if you are called upon. But. Do not sit in your home filled with hatred and disgust and not be praying for a light to shine in the hearts in the lives of our enemies. Because an enemy of Israel is an enemy of the church. And an enemy of the church is an enemy of your family. They need prayer. Father, today we pray, Lord, that your light would shine, Lord, that you would clean us out first, Lord, our minds, Lord. Help us, Father, to be better prepared, Lord, to put on the armor of God as Pastor Marcus will teach us about, Lord, and God, how we can be prepared so that we're not tricked and deceived by the enemy, so that our emotional buttons are not pushed to the point to where we just believe what we have heard and and the propaganda, Lord, the lies, Father, or even the truth, Lord, and God, allow those things to push us into a place where we are not pleasing to you. God, we want to please you. Lord, God, we know people hate you and hate you the people that claim you as their God but Lord we're not going to hate them back Lord we're going to love them God we're going to be merciful and kind Lord we're going to pray that they be born again Lord save our enemies Lord Lord let shame come to their face Lord because they see you as Jehovah God Lord and save Israel God Lord we ask in Jesus name